And Jesus said, if this wicked judge that fear no man or God could what? Could decide to intervene as a result of what? The warning of the woman. How much more shall I do to those who seek me day and night? We are not to what? To give up. The great helper is there. In fact, since the day I discovered the great helper, I've never, I hardly run to, I don't think I've run to any man for help before. Since I discovered the great helper, you see that the help of man is in vain. In my office, when I just joined the company, people in the office always approach the boss when they have challenges. They have challenge. They will approach the boss for assistance. Although the uh, and she's not uh, that a liberal type. You know, some people are not that liberal. But due to they have so many subordinates, they always come to them. They are just forced to just help, even grudgingly. They will just offer the help. I was part of those who who do approach my boss then, ah, my boss, I need this, I need that. I will just, ah, you just, you just help. But I know it's just helping out of, oh, let you Bible say, let me just, let see not just be as if I didn't help. That kind of help. But one day, I discovered the great helper that he can be what? A master, the master provider. And since then, I stopped going to this boss. And he says, a boss that doesn't know, you know, your Bible will say, somebody does not know how to give. But, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody does not know how to, uh, what is Like they say, I'm not being or something like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that does not say take, you have to compare to say, bring it. That, that kind of a person. So since I know it's someone that doesn't, you know, it's someone that does not know to take. Yeah, we, we just have to go and force him to say bring. And immediately God showed me that he's a great helper. I stopped going to her for anything. So she just be observing. One year has passed. She will not come she, she will never come to come. She will never call you to come and take. So you'll be the one to come to say, just breathe. One year passed, I didn't approach her. Two years, three years, four years. But I'm sure she must be wondering, ah, what happened? This, this guy, baby, other people have been going to him. I don't, but for me, I just stopped. That's how far God is ready to take away our shame. If only we can continually seek Him, one day will just open the floodgates of heaven. And that problem that you see that seems unsolvable will become, will become nothing before you. One year, two years. For the past five years now, she has not, she, she cannot even ask me to come because she's not the type, she cannot say take. She has seen that she doesn't, year to year, she will not ask you to, she will not, will not come to her, she will not come and come. 
the only thing that she give is during Christmas time that she crazy. After that, that it is next year again. <laughs> and we everybody just happy for that. And particularly, I just have that I now have what a great helper that I can run to without running to anybody. That is how far God is able to help us. Because the Bible says, He that keepeth Israel never sleep or slumber. This is a person that you have to force something. Before you can get something out of her, you must, you must, it's like force, you must force it out of her hand. The Lord is a present help in the time of trouble. Are you in trouble? Seek this God. Bible says in Romans Psalm 30, 46, verse 1, that our God is a present help in the time of trouble. In the time of trouble, seek him. Seek him. There is a, a hymn that says we need not bear we don't bear some, we bear some, some burden as a result of not going to Jesus. I can say, you just be praying. There, there was a prayer point. I remember when I was living in Facebook, I was laughing. I wasn't comfortable. I was praying, God, I want to live in Florida. <laughs> not that kind of a prayer point. Say, God, I want to, I want to be fitting out because when people come, there's a lot of noise here. Yeah, they can't go to the toilet. Toilet, much toilet shared by almost everybody. You may think God does not answer prayer. You may think God does not answer prayer. Until one day, I just, the prayer just answered. Then I now knew that, eh, you now don't know me that, why am I even asking for small things? If I have asked for bigger things, would have done it for me. So let your words, let your let your let your prayer point be big. I was in one room, I was just praying, God, let me just rent flat so that I will just if I pray that God give me a house, maybe that I would have given me a house. Let's learn to what make our prayer point big. Because our God is able to what to fulfill that. That what? That, that, that prayer request. He's able to fulfill it. Is our present help in trouble. The Lord is interested in helping people. Is what is interested, is passionate about helping people. Bible says, Ah, Jesus, our God anointed Jesus Christ with with power and the Holy Ghost, and he went about doing good, healing all that were sick, and delivering all that were being possessed by the devil. He went about. That means his passion, his, his, his love is helping people, is delivering people, is healing, is deli- raising the dead. Bible says he went about healing all that were sick. Sometimes you have a say, Jesus will heal all of them. unto him. Psalm 11 verse 20, Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Bible says, come unto him, all deal with that are what? 
that labor and a heavenly lady. I will give you rest. I can tell you, rest is possible. God can give you, maybe, someone that is looking for fruit of the womb now. God can give you, if God give you triplets at once, two boys, one girl, that one is rest. You cannot even prepare for, for children again because you'll be looking out to even trade this one, then they will grow. You will pertain to that area, you have, have rest. That's where God can give also financial rest. That you don't even need to watch, worry over it. Before you finish spending that one, that one has come. Before you even do this, another one has come. There can be financial rest. There can be emotional rest. Why some people are having trouble emotionally, little, little problem, just get into their head. They get into their mind. They, they can't bear, they flame up. God can give you emotional rest. Bible says, take all your body. Take my body. Say, bring your labor. That, and take my body with you. For my body is light. When you learn how to take your blood or your labor to the Lord and take on the body of Christ that is light, you don't need to stress yourself anymore. What you just need to everything, bring it at the feet of Jesus. Even to the minor things. What do you want? Like what is very minor that you need? Maybe. Maybe you are just stranded. You need money to transport yourself to office tomorrow. Can just say, God, huh? come and take control. Before you know, you will do it. Can I say, big thing, maybe you want to win a big contract. You want your children to be prosperous. You want them to be well to do in society. You just continue to pray. One day, it will happen. I can tell you that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a testifier to how God can lift a man. How God can lift a man. Last week I was, uh, I had the opportunity of going to the bank and because of there's a transaction I wanted to do, they asked me to go and bring, to bring my six month bank statement. And I went to the bank and I applied for the six month statement of account. And they gave me my six month statement. And I see that I see I saw the amount I've received in six months. I opened my mouth and say, ah. <coughs> that is I've been to do you mean all this money has come into my account in six months? Well, as I was appreciating God, ah, this has God. So this is the amount I spent in six months. And do you know what God said? God told me that that amount you have seen in six months, very soon will be what you'll be receiving in a day. That's to tell that is the point. When you follow God, you begin to have what covenant with him that you can what you can hold him you can hold God responsible for. Praise the Lord. You can hold God responsible for. As Abraham was following God, one day God told him, oh yeah, Abraham, come and look at the sky. Abraham looked at him. I said, can you come and start there? He said, no. He said, that is how your children will be. 
Your children will be in normal as a result of working with God. When you work with God, you begin to have what? Covenant. And they call it encounter. You have encounter with God. And that encounter comes with what? Some promises that what? That is so big that you begin to wonder. Ah, God, I thank you. So you do this for me. Ah, that is the Lord. So told, told us about his encounter one day. He said, he was living in one room in Mushi. He was praying to God. God, just give me money. Let me be one guy here. God said, don't worry, my son. I'm going to give you a seat. When he said it, he was still living in one room. Now, there's a city called Redemption Camp. It has, uh, the city has expanded to, uh, to another place called Shimawa. That is how far God is able to, uh, to bring his promise. To fulfill what? Those kind of days, they are what? They are days of encounter. They are days of encounters. That you what? You can only have as a result of what? Working with God. John was saying in John chapter 1, verse 10, he said, I was, I was in the spirit in the Lord's day, and the Lord said to me, Write all these things down. It was in the spirit. That means every day you have to be in spirit to hear what God is saying. So that you can grab them. And once you grab them, they become your own inheritance. They become what you can hold God for. They become what you look forward to. Praise the Lord. I died in the Lord. God that I can't have of. I will build you a city one day inside one room in Mushi. Why he was still living in one room in Mushi? He got that encounter. He held it. He became what he was looking forward to. And today it's a reality. That is how it works too. And to find a country to be in spirit, as God released those encounters to you, you hold on to them. And you pray them into manifestation. Before I know, they will manifest. God said, oh, that amount you have seen there, oh, you receive it. Say very soon, they will be what you will be receiving in two days or a day. That is the covenant of God. And those covenants, it's not peculiar to pastors alone. It's for everybody. That's why I always take time to teach us all these things so that all of us can actually practice it because all of us can move into this very realm. All of us can move. It's not peculiar to pastors or people, apostles or evangelists. So far you are born again. Everything that is happening to the pastor can happen to you too. What you just need to just follow the principle that is given you. Like today, this topic is being very brief, a very brief topic. Just God gave us few nuggets. Say why are not why are many not getting help since the greatest helper is ready and willing to help. 
Say why many are not getting help. Since the greatest helper, Jesus Christ, is willing and ready to help them, why are they not getting this help? Why? Why didn't I get help? When I supposed to get why am I getting this help now? I can even apply to myself. Oh, there was a time I wasn't getting this. Why, why, why was I not getting the help? Okay, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe. Then I oh I begin to see, oh, this is the reason. I can then from there teach other people. Why are we not getting this help now? Why God is ready to help us? Why are we not getting it? Number one reason why many are not getting the help that is available to them, even some on their table, some at your, at your asking. You, by just asking, they can be delivered to you. Especially when you ask, ask in faith, when you ask, believe in. Bible says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, believe in, be that cast into the sea, believe in sin, and not that thing, shall have the mountain move into the sea. Are you, why are we not getting it? Ignorance. For several years, for example, I was living in ignorance. I don't pay tithes. I don't give huge offering. I don't concern myself. I just go to church. I just come back. And I was praying to go for financial breakthrough. I don't. But they will come and meet me. I was a brother then. I used to teach teachings on the school. So I will come and meet you. But why are you not paying tight now? You are robbing yourself. I said, leave me, John. What is my business with that one? Until one day, that should be some years ago, I had an encounter. And God told me, oh yeah, for every amount you get, give me 10% as offering. And I begin to practice them. I begin to practice them. I begin to practice. And I begin to see changes in my life. So ignorance of the existence of the help can do what? Can rob, can rob anyone of the help itself. You are ignorant that the help exists. Story was told about a particular man that bought a sheep with he bought the sheep with he bought the ticket of the sheep with his last card. And then he got into the sheep, it was a two-week journey. He saw people eating because he doesn't have money with him. He was just starving. Ah, as if I have money, I'll just go and join them to eat there. Because he didn't have money, he was just starving. Day one, he stopped. Day two, he stopped. On the third day, he was so family that he had to go and meet a man and told the man, ah, please, give me money now. I don't have money. I can join you to buy this food. The man asked him, ah, are you not, are you not part of us here? He said, but don't you have your ticket? He said, yeah, I have my ticket. The man showed me your ticket. The man showed the man his ticket. He said, this ticket cover you for feeding, accommodation and feeding for the entire two weeks. The man was, was shocked. He quickly ran to the to where they are serving the food. He took as much as he could. He continued to eat. Why is he eating like that? Why why did he stay two days without eating? Because of ignorance of what was already is.
He was thinking that he was going to what? Buy it with money. That is how many of us rob ourselves of what is what is available for us in Christianity. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. He said, My people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Many people are not, they don't, have, they don't know the information is available. That's why the Bible says, which the psalmist says, open down my eyes, that I may behold your glory. If our eyes are being opened to see some certain things, and now to go about them, and we apply them, we now have a problem. I can tell you, Christianity is a, what, is a journey of grace. It's a journey of peace. Since 1998, now that is 13 years, I've been living since I had this journey. I've never had any issue before. I've never what? Have any issue. I've been, it has been, it has been as if I'm playing. It has been, been fun all the way. As a result of what? I was able to what? To have access to some certain information. Although I'm still getting more information, I see having more access to the deep things of God. But those ones I have there was able to sustain me to some level. And as I continue to go deeper, I begin to have access to more data insight that is making the journey more even convenient and comfortable. What you need is access. Access to the right information. Access to revelation. When you have access to revelation, you don't have an option that for your life to be revolutionized. There'll be a revolution in your thoughts, a revolution in your, your mind, your revelation in your acts, a revolution in your thinking, your belief. A, a, a drastic change will definitely take place in your life. When you have access, and this access is available. When you study a lot, many Christian literatures and you add it to the Bible, you begin to have, and you listen to so many messages, some messages on YouTube, if you have access, and if you have access to YouTube, maybe some that are heard on television, you listen to them, you have a lot of insight. And when you have those insights, when you apply them, the journey of Christianity will be as simple as ABC. Why are many not getting this help? Why are they not getting it? Some people believe they are smart enough that they don't need help from anybody. That they are smart enough. I can do it myself. In fact, that was my situation then. I believe I was smart enough. Well, well leave me, John. I can do this journey. I can. And that caused me to linger and struggle in some areas for a very long time. I believe I was smart enough to help myself. I believe I was knowledgeable enough. I was, why are you to tell me to do X, Y, Z? Why are you to tell me to do ABC? Don't worry, there's nothing there. I can handle the situation. Any situation that you are handling by yourself without going through what? The Bible. How the Bible 
admonishes us to handle the situation, you are bound to run into what? A gridlock. Except if you are lucky, even though you are lucky to pass through those things, maybe through grace, God does allow you to pass. You see run into gridlock on the long run. You see run into a problem on the long run because you are not following what the Bible laid down principles of approaching the situation. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 7. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 7 gave us a very good advice. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 7 gave us a very good advice there. A very good advice. It said, lean, trust in the Lord with all thin hearts, and lean not unto thin own understanding. In all thy way, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise, you know, in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Some people, a lot of people, they don't acknowledge the God in their ways. What right, Bible say in verse 6? In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And how could you acknowledge him? It's by approaching him and saying, God, how do, how do we go? How do I go about this situation? How, how, God, God, how, do, how does God say we should go about this situation? If you are not going through it according to God's way, even though you are succeeding, your success is limited. Why is many not, not getting this help that is available for us? Many fear of many fear of mockery. Ah, if I start going to church now, my neighbor will mock me and say, Ah, you are not going to church. Oh, so your problem has come to that level that you are now running from church to church. They allow the fear of mockery that people will mock them. Why you are the one that is supposed to even make death of them for not knowing Christ? You believe that ah, when you carry Bible, people will laugh you and say, ah, you, are still, you are going again. What have you achieved since you are going? You just keep going. You just keep obeying. One day, your story will change like that of, that, like of, like that of Joseph. Joseph, I just said Joseph was following God. Nobody, everybody thought he was, he was joking. But what is it? One day God remembered Joseph, and one day God remembered Mordecai. And God remember you today in the mighty name of Jesus. He remember your faithfulness in the mighty name of Jesus. He remember your labor in love of love in the mighty name of Jesus. Why is man not getting this up? The fear of rejection, the fear that are. Uh, God will reject them. That oh, they are not, they are not neat enough. That God will do what? God will reject them. That God will not accept the way they are. Because they believe they have committed several sins in the past. Sabu, think that 
I don't have clothes enough. And this kind of clothes I have is not enough to come to church, to go to church. The cloth I have is too rough. Who told you it's cloth they come to look in church? Uh, if I come now, the, uh, God will not accept me because I have not been following for years. God said expressly in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. He said, come. Let us reason together. Even, even if your sin is as red as 15, I will make it as white as snow. Say, come. Come the way you are. Even though your sins are black as scarlet, come. Some people believe that God is discriminatory. Ah, God, eh, this church of a thing, this born again of a thing, is for some people. It's a lie. Uh, it's for those who are educated, it's a lie. It's for those who are civilized, it's a lie. It's those, uh, those who want to be, who can pay tithes, it's a lie. Come the way you are. Come the way you are. And leave the rest for God. Come the way you are. Leave the rest for God. Come the way you are. And, and watch as God transform you. Watch as God does what? Transform you. And transform that situation. You need to see the way I was when I was I started going to church. I think I only have one shoe then. Is that I wore it for more than six months. What is my business? You know, when you are even filled with the Holy Ghost, you don't see, you don't see, you don't see anything. I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost takes charge of you, you don't see, you cannot even see what people are saying. You can't hear what people are saying or see their, their body language. Because you are so consumed. The psalmist said, the zeal of, the Lord, the zeal of God's house has consumed me. The zeal of the work of God has consumed me. When the zeal of God's things consume you, you don't care what people say. You don't care the way what people think. You are bent on what pursuing that you are pursuing. You are bent on chasing that what God has asked you to chase. And as you continue to do that, a transformation is taking place in your life. Just like the transformation that takes place in the life of a student that got admission into a university. First year, second year, third year, fifth year. By the same person that got admission, it's no longer the same person. That person has been transformed inside out. That is the same thing that takes place. Bible says, as we build the glory of God in the mirror, we are bound to transform from glory to glory. That means as you continue to approach the glory of God, as you continue to, to come before Him, there's a transformation that takes place in your life. Who, who, who brings you from one, one form of glory to the other? Till you become so mighty, you become so reformed that there's nobody, they, when they are measuring reform people, they can't make sure that they measure you. When they are measuring people who are what? Who are, who are, who are, whose life can achieve to the extent there's no, there's no way they cannot represent themselves. They can, they can have, they have no option but to mention you among them. 
You see some university, they give they give some people doctorate degree. Honorary honorary doctorate degree. Why are they giving them honorary doctorate degree? It's because they have observed that this this person has was has been transformed in a way that no, he has he not deserved that doctorate degree. Even though it's honorary, they give it to that person and attach the name of that university. Even when some of them, they know, some of them will have only BSc when they are giving that doctorate degree. Some of them may just have only master, but they are giving them due to what the transformation that has taken place in their lives that have what that have affected their society positively, and the university have no option that to recognize such a person and then offer them honorary doctorate degree. That is how transformed man can be. That is how far transformation in terms of physical realm. The same thing applies in the spiritual realm also. As we continue to work, you know, what transforms them, that person that they are giving on a doctorate degree, is not the what, it's not the academics of the four walls of the university, but the transformation that takes place in that life of the person, which is positive, that caused the university that will give, give them that degree. The same thing applies when what when you allow God to when you continue to appear before God and continue to carry out His word, continue to do His will, transformation begins to take place in your life. That the whole world we have notion that to recognize that indeed you are a transformed fellow, and God will transform us in the mighty name of Jesus. Because of our time, let's quickly move towards how to what how to get help from God. At least, if you are not writing anything down, write this one down. How to get help from God? Because there's a way to get this help. A lot of people just think, oh, just by just going to church, coming to church, it's enough. No, it's not enough. It's not enough. Just coming to church cannot give you this help that will, that will bring about a drastic change in your life how to cry to God for help and how to get the help of God that brings about change. Say step one is to return to God by giving your life to Christ. First of all, you must first of all be born again. If you have not given your life to Christ, you must be born again first of all. You must forsake your old ways. You must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You must live for him alone. You must say, Lord Jesus, and for you alone. And by so doing, what happened? You are forsaking the world. And you, once you have taken that step, that no, from today onward, I want to leave all my friends that we used to live with world life together. I want to leave the ways of my family, just like Abraham left his family and his town to follow God. I want to follow God like that. And if they are calling me, I won't go back. And when they need to call you, I say, no, I'm a new person now. I'm a changed fellow. I'm not following God. And you do that in truth and in spirit. You have started the journey. The journey of transformation. A journey that will, that will make you a someone of repute for life. And the next step, after they have taken that step, there's nobody that I see 
that is up there in this that we did not one day take a step of what of disowning his family. Bible says, he that for thee that forsake his family, his wife and children, for my sake, shall gain them what in hundredfold. Not that you will leave them, say I'm not related them, but you will leave their ways of life that are not good. Their ways of life that does not give glory to God. Their ways of life that that is the that is the way that leads to hell. You live that life. And say no. If they call you, oh come and worship I you tell them no, I've given my life to Christ. Hey, come and do this. You say no, I don't partake in that. You have you have given your life to Christ. Then you begin to have faith. Hebrew chapter eleven, verse six. Hebrew chapter eleven, verse six says say those he said anybody that comes to God or first believe that is that is a reward that those that get the secret. But say, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must first believe that it is, that is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. That God is what? Is a rewarder. You must first believe that God is a rewarder of those that are And you must have faith. When you have faith in God, that is able to live. And God, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord were toes and flow, looking unto those. Whose eyes are pinned on him? Whose eyes are what? Are pinned on the Lord? Is your heart pinned towards God? Is your heart rely on God absolutely? When you have done that, the third step is to what? To approach God through studying. Bible says, study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself approved. Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. Study to show yourself approved. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 said this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. In this shall you meditate day and night to do according, according to all that is written there. Then shall you make your way prosper and you shall have good success. Study to show yourself approved. You must study the word of God. You must make the word of God part of you. You must make the word of God your what you rely so totally on. You study it. You eat it. Every morning, the Bible says, I eat, I saw the word and I ate them. And they were satisfying to my soul. Then I saw the, I saw the word of God and I ate them. They were, and they were satisfying to my soul. That's the word of the psalmist. You study the word that you need to see it as what? As tangible word. You hold God as God's word. As tangible that they cannot, they cannot lie. Bible says the word of God is yes and amen. Bible says we see it and they come to pass. What when the Lord has not said, but that word which I say will he not do that which he has spoken will he not come to pass? You study the word of God, meditate upon it, read it. When you study the word of God, when you we can even start from anywhere, you can start from Matthew, you can start from Genesis, you can, you can be picking the books or the prophet. When you read them, you meditate upon it. The Holy Spirit will be to open to you. Deep things concerning that verse. You may think, oh, you are just playing. Or you need to see some of the some of the things that are happening to your brethren, that are happening to your family member, and you see that, that they cannot happen to you. You see that you begin to what begin to have power. Begin to have until God begin to direct you. you some things people can come and tell you that they won't do this channel. And <laughs> praise the Lord. I remember somebody approached me and said, someone that we did business together, 
Otherwise, he did to me, he did some charm to me, I didn't even know. Later on, later on, the, his brother's wife came and told me, told me that, ah, the, that his brother's, his husband brother later disclosed to her that he did charm to me some certain time ago. I just laughed. When you watch, when you start following God, God making His personal projects. Bible says we are the apple of His eyes. He shield us like what? He shield us like what? Like the apple in His eyes. He protect us. He said, "Is there a brother confess that he did charm to me?" I said, "If he did charm to me, sorry, I'll forgive him anyway." Although he did it because of the business with the boy, forgiving him. The champ cannot do me anything. Today, I see I approach the guy with I see nothing happened because I've got him to the realm of what? Realm of untouchable, which is available to every one of us. That we can get to the realm whereby we became, we will become the project of God, that no evil fashion against us shall, shall be able to prosper. See, when you have studied, you pray and fast. Because I say some things going not out except by prayer and fasting. If you see some challenges in your life, don't be lazy. So a lot of Christians are lazy when it comes to praying and fasting. When they say they should fast, they find it difficult. But there are some child. Bible says that Jesus himself, himself will call them and say, ah, I probably could not cast out this demon. So then, this time going up town, except by prayer and fasting. That means that there are some challenges in our life that will, become, that, will, that will remain seated in our life until we engage in the principle of praying and fasting. God will open our eyes to that in the mind of Jesus. How do we approach God and get this help? Praying and fasting over our issues. Number five. Some issues, some trivial issues, can also be done by approaching men of God and women of God for advice. Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, let the word of God dwell richly in you in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. We should admonish one another. Some things can be, some joke can be broken by just approaching a brother and sister. That you know that is mature, that is able to keep secret, that is able to what, manage your situation, not the one that you tell story to. <laughs> That will be like that Yoruba comedy. They'll say, ah, I'm not exposing anybody, but that sister told me that he's sleeping with her. <laughs> I'm not exposing <laughs> That you know that this person is able to what? To keep the secret and mature. And he said, not only to we'll be able to profess solution. Not to just say, but you know that this person, by virtue of his experience and his maturity, in things of the spirit, he can be able to provide solution. The fifth verse is to join the workforce of God. Some things may not be available to us until we join the workforce 
of God. Praise the Lord. I remember, I, so I never asked access to some certain things until I became a worker. I never asked access to some deep future until I became what, a worker. I can emphasize, I never asked access to some certain things until I became a pastor already. Because I became a pastor, I began to have access to what? To deeper things as well. You understand? I begin to have access to some deeper things. Bible say in Exodus chapter, Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. He said, Ye shall serve the Lord thy God. Ye shall serve the Lord thy God. And he will take away sickness from midst of thee. He will bless their bread and water. And he will take away sickness from the midst of thee. Exodus chapter 23, verse 5. Say, ye shall serve. Ye shall serve. Ye shall serve the Lord your God. Ye shall serve. Ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he will take away sickness from the midst of thee. And he will bless thy bread and thy water. In that understanding, let's quickly be on our feet. Today is our time giving some. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. As we thank God for the opportunity to hear. Let uh, this thing that we have written down, let us go home and also st study them again. And then apply them. Because the blessing lies in the application. The blessing does what? It lies in the application of the word. It's when you apply the word that it really makes effect. It is when you apply the word that you really get results. Let us go home, study them and then apply them. And as we do so, God will bless us mightily in the mighty name of Jesus.